Aaron? Well, I have a special announcement. Well, f- before we get into that, I just want to say uh, happy Tag der Deutschen Einheit. That's uh, German What'd Unity you call Day, me? which is today, <laughs> which celebrates All the right. reunification of West Germany and East Germany. Um, and the destruction of East German culture and all that stuff, which, of course, we love. We, we support it fully. Um, it's great. <laughs> it's our favorite. We didn't spend, like, half an hour talking about a muse- how a museum ruined everything. Yeah, it's fine. I will never not make that joke. <laughs> my, 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 special, uh, my special message I'm officially declaring a jihad against the Toast to Locos that uh, did me in last night. Hmm. I thought it would be a cool idea yesterday to order some Toasty Locos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a sort of uh, Mexican street dish thing where you like get a bag of Tostitos, corn chips, usually it's the Salsa Verde round ones, mm-hmm. and then you cut the bag along the long seam. And it becomes like a giant pouch, and then they just dump like uh, lots of things in there, like sauces and other mixins and things. The problem this time is one of the things that they often put in that if I'm there to tell them, like, hey, you can skip that, is these like pickled pork skin, uh, like slivers, like they're like long, stringy, chewy, gross pickled pork skin. I don't mm-hmm. like it, not mm-hmm. at all. If there's like one or two of them in there, whatever, but like this, this order, I literally had to like pick out almost like a whole pound. Mm, <laughs> it was mm. just too much. It's like more than anything else. But that is, is that wasn't bad enough. Like early last night, I just started uh, just expelling any liquid from my body. Mm-hmm. Then before I knew uh, it, it was time to blast off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna say I'm never going to that place again, and I'm going to destroy them. Makes sense. Now Makes you sense. you've been uh, you've been working working your wood. I've seen. I <clears throat> yes. Uh, <laughs> I I'm becoming a woodworker. I guess I've purchased yeah, a professional a- woodworker. Well, the thing. The thing is, I wanted I wanted a workbench, but I didn't want to pay for a workbench because like good workbenches are like three hundred dollars. So instead, what I did is spend almost as much on tools so that I could then spend yet more money to build my own. Um, so <laughs> yeah, in, in hindsight, it might have been cheaper take. to just buy a workbench. But I'm having fun. Living in America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making yeah. mistakes. I have opinions about plywood now. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's too the 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 dimensions for plywood aren't right. Like they're they're either too big or too small. That's my opinion. Yeah, and also every place that I go to, either Lowe's or Home Depot, they seem to put the wrong tag on the plywood or whatever. It's like in the That's wrong useful. bin or whatever. You're like half inch plywood. Come- it's like this is extremely thin. This is not half inch thick plywood. Oh, you don't bring a um a tape measure and a speed square with you every time you go to the the hardware store. Every time you go to yeah. Lowe's to, to look at your lumber, <laughs> yeah, you're taking out a, a pencil and you're making marks. Cross check, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like, come on. Yeah, I, I've I've also experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a miter. I got a miter saw. Yeah, used it yesterday. It's very fun. I got a good you saw a- blade for it. It cuts through the mod. It's a Diablo saw blade, and their motto is apparently like a hot knife through butter. And I read that, and I thought, oh, give me a break. Like that's such a, you know, yeah. like that's such like a piss off like formulaic motto and then i used it and i was like okay actually this is pretty good (laughs) nice it is just ripping through the wood with like no resistance at all so (laughs) sweet can't say the same about the blade that came with my circular saw which that i used which sucks so i purchased a different blade for that now but yeah (laughs) it's like did they sharpen this before they put it in the (laughs) saw i'm not i'm not sure I wonder if the ones that they ship, because I've had the same experience, and I wonder if the ones they ship with are just, like, purposefully dull so that it doesn't, Probably. like, break yeah. packaging or something. Mm, like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> well, and saw blades aren't exactly problem. cheap, you know? They're, they're like, 10, 15, even more, you know? Yeah. Bucks, so... <clears throat> Do you have anyway. routers? Have you gotten a router? Um, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Refuse to produce the network routers! <laughs> but no, I did. Yeah, I have a router. I, I purchased a router. I haven't used it yet, but we'll see. Yes. Basic, basically, in the process of making the workbench, I've like cut all the lumber to size, uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't assembled it yet. So that well, may come I mean, later making, today making, or making your cuts, you know, is like the most the half of the thing. So. Right. And as a perfectionist, it was um, both engaging and also uh, very nerve wracking because I'm like, oh, my God, are these going to be off by like, you know, a sixteenth of an inch and then it won't and then it'll be like wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want your workbench to be wobbly like you want to be able to rely on that. Well, I've sort of accepted that as as like the first workbench that I am building that it'll probably be a piece of crap, but you got to start somewhere. So, yeah. 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 And it, it, you know, if it doesn't work well, then I'll just like unscrew it and uh use it uh, as firewood. So, there you go. Yeah. Do you have a fireplace? Do you have a stove? I, do. I have a wood fireplace here, yeah. Hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this thing in here on Michigan, and I just realized I haven't looked at it yet. Um, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my former home state, um, uh, Michigan, is, has announced, Governor, Governor Whitner has announced that they're going to have the nation's first electrified road to wirelessly charge EVs. Um, um, and this is one of those things where it's like, uh, I have a great idea about, you know, if, if you want to charge things on the go or provide power to things like while they're moving, I have some thoughts on how you might accomplish that. Um, Yeah. That, that was like solved in like a 1920 or something like earlier than that even. Yeah. (laughs) Earlier Mm -hmm. than (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah instead they want to spend a whole lot of money building inductive chargers into the road which sounds like a recipe for i mean michigan is not known for its like road maintenance already yeah exactly <laughs> um so this is gonna work for like one summer and then it's just gonna be perpetually broken the rest of the time because the pavement in michigan you know deals with intense weather conditions that make it uh you know expand and contract and crack and whatnot so this it's just gonna break immediately um and also like this is just not i don't know that this is something that we need i don't know that electric cars need the ability to inductively charge on the go (laughs) 
It's not going to be like unless your car is like really low to the ground. The distance between your car's like inductive charging receiver and the road is like so big that it's just going to be incredibly inefficient. And I don't know. Yeah, this is- I, I don't understand how that will even work. Like, also, it's in, only in- they're they're building like a pilot uh, road, and it's going to be a one mile stretch of road, which is not long enough to <laughs> so, do anything. So you can get like one percent charge on your battery. Not even that. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to waste money on this and then go like, oh, uh, wow, this is a terrible idea. And then, well, you know, it worked. They got they got they got talked about. It's sort of like, you know, you have to to let the little kid like, you know, like touch the hot thing so that they learn that hot things are hot. Otherwise, they just won't, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay, go build your stupid road. And then you'll be like, oh, that was a dumb idea. And it'll be like, yeah, it's just so funny. Like trying to solve for problems that we've we've already solved that's the thing that drives me nuts is it's like it's like almost admitting that we did have a good idea before but we can't just come out and say it right because that was the old idea and we can't go back we have to come up with new ideas the old idea is overhead cables yeah that you charge like a trolley put in in some interurbans yes Lay down what some rails just, and trolley wire. It's not. Difficult. And what if we just did that with cars? Like, what's stopping? Like, just like oh, everyone yeah, starts riding bumper like the cars. Dodgems. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, what if I would draw? I would enjoy driving so much more. Yeah. If we were just all in bumper cars, and that's conductively coupled, so you would actually like on a long stretch of highway, you would actually recharge like a decent amount, or you know, sustain your. Yeah, Yeah. that would actually work as opposed to inductive charging, which has always been sort of a hack. (laughs) Governor Whitmer, contact us right now. Yeah, we've got good ideas. I don't know why no one's asking us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, now we didn't record last week because we both came down with the Havana syndrome. Um, Correct. Correct. Having a nap, as it were. (laughs) but it, it's good that we did because I think we would have covered part of the Aussie media uh, saga, but that saga has now concluded. And so I'm glad that we get to cover it in full on today's episode. Have you been following this at all, Aaron? <clears throat> Absolutely not. I just okay. know Aussie media is the joke that the Chapo Trap House uh, yeah. gentlemen's went to. Um, they went to, they had a fest on. called Aussie Fest, which is not. Not the Aussie Fest that you'd want to go to. Yeah. With, with you know, the Osborne and the whatnot. But instead was like, you know, like, sort of like a TED Talk type thing, but like in a park in New York or whatever. It was almost like if you had, if you had um, South by Southwest, but it was all people who raid Vox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and rode in Vox, more importantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, other than that, I haven't, I've just been, I know that there was some hubbub about NPR. I have no idea. I, yeah, no, I've so, been too so, busy. So Aussie media is like this new media company. It's OZY. Um, and it's mm-hmm. named after the poem Ozymandias, which is, you know, the, the two uh, fast and trunkless legs of stone. Um, that's a, that's and it not says a good portent. <laughs> on their about us page, it says, um, uh, we, we built those, 
we were founded on the belief that more is possible and a determination to question assumptions about how the world operates and what lies ahead. And we built those convictions into our name, which comes from Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. The poem is commonly read as a warning against outsized egos and the impermanence of power, but we chose to read it differently. <laughs> to us, it's what? a call to think big while remaining humble, which um doesn't make any sense. And also, uh, I have as no empathy for it. As we will learn, the warning against outsized egos and the impermanence of power was perhaps more apt here. Um, Come on. (laughs) But it was basically like a new media company in the vein of, uh, in fact, some of the articles compared it to Mike and Fusion, um, two websites. Excuse me, I just can't get over this because this is like naming... This is like naming your research company Frankenstein Research. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Being like, you know, normally Frankenstein is read as a cautionary tale against experimenting (laughs) with, you know, the forces of life and death. However, comma. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a break. But we read it and we thought, cool. So the hey. Aussie's like Aussie's like a modern media company, um, yeah. and uh, they basically produce like I, I don't know. Well, like I said, Mike Infusion also defunct websites, but like you can think of like I don't know. This is like BuzzFeed, but with no readership. Um, <laughs> yeah, or like you know, this is sort of upworthy type fair content, etc. Uh-huh. Um, uh. But it, it turned out, um, basically, uh, Ben Smith in the New York Times uh, wrote this piece about how, um, basically, they've been claiming like implausible numbers for traffic, and also, also their chief operating officer impersonated a dude from YouTube in a funding call with Goldman Sachs, um, cool. which cool, cool, cool. was weird. Um, <laughs> So that was September 26th. This story came out centered on a strange phone call this past with Goldman Sachs at the time the bank had been speaking about potentially making a $40 million investment impressed by its apparent large audience for its website and other products. Most importantly, the outlet reported the deal hinged on Aussie's quote, great relationship with YouTube. So um, it basically <laughs> turned out that their COO was impersonating a guy at YouTube for this call. Um, and Ozzy was like, oh, it was a mental health crisis, um, and he's <laughs> taken off work, um, but he still works here, you know, he's, he's, he's gone and, and, you know, and whatever. Um, but also the numbers that they claim don't make any sense. They, uh, in 2019, they claimed they had 50 million unique monthly users. Um, but, but Comscore, which is one of the big analytics firms found that they only reached about two and a half million. Um, mm. That was in 2018. In Ju- July and uh, uh, June of this year, they reached like 230,000 folks. Um, and and the uh, CEO of Ozzy, a guy named Carlos Watson, his defense of this was that Comscore's like uh, basically like they don't take into account all of these other things um, that he wanted to add in basically to the numbers. Um, they also boast of having like 25 million newsletter subscribers, which is more than like companies that make newsletters like as their whole thing like the morning the morning brew thing it has like four and a half million subscribers and they're like they're like i thought it was interesting how they worded this because they said they had like 25 million email addresses in their system and it's like well you can me you can make up email addresses (laughs) like 
you could just like put in a at a dot com and then like run a script you know like yeah. that doesn't um the other thing is interesting is so so this guy carlos watson has like a streaming tv show oh called the carlos watson show um, uh-huh. And they put up a billboard in Los Angeles that said that claimed it was Amazon Prime's first talk show. Um, and the way that this worked was that they had been basically uploading it to YouTube. And then Amazon has uh, a functionality where you can like cross post things from YouTube into Amazon Prime. And right. they were using that and then claiming <laughs> that it was Amazon's like first talk show. And indeed, indeed, Amazon uh, complained to them and said, that's not no. You can't say that. Um, and so Ozzy like took the claim down and said, you know, like, even though it is technically correct, we'll comply with Amazon's request at this time, which is just bizarre behavior. Um, Ozzy has also said that Watson's show is the fastest growing talk show in YouTube history, but has offered no evidence to support the claim, saying only that the show had more views than any other show the company had been had identified that had been launched on YouTube. Um, um so yeah so this report came out and then ozzy immediately tried ones? to do damage control <laughs> um uh, uh yeah so the ceo carlos watson was trying to do damage control he like sent a you know email to the to the company which was leaked um then there was more stories that came out of course including uh one that said that at one point Watson had lied, claiming to um, other folks and producers that the Carlos Watson show would be distributed on the A&E network. Um, <laughs> and then various various other bizarre tales of like what it was to work there and things like that. Um, on Tuesday, the, uh, the board of Aussie said it had hired an outside law firm to investigate. On Thursday, the chairman of the board resigned, saying that he believed Ozzy requires experience in areas like crisis management, where I do not have particular expertise. Um, <laughs> also this week, Emerson Collective, Laureen Powell Jobs' company dedicated to investing, said that while it had been one of Ozzy's first backers, it had not participated in the company's latest investment round and had not served on its board since 2019. And then basically all of the like independent members of Ozzy's board had resigned. Uh, by Friday, and then on Friday, Ozzy announced that it was shutting down, like effective immediately. <laughs> and they did Incredible. so with a notes app message sent <laughs> to. That's yeah, perfect. It's a all notes, the time. A notes you know? app message that did not include a period on the last sentence. It was literally like Fatality. three sentences. Um, <laughs> and then yeah the stories of people who have worked for ozzy or like wanted to freelance for ozzy have been interesting someone someone post tweeted the um the like freelance agreement that ozzy wanted them uh you know to sign and it was like um basically they wanted you to like write up 25 to 40 pieces of content for them with a quote center right or right of center focus which is interesting because ozzy is supposed to be like a like a liberalish like msnbc type audience yeah. i thought that was yeah. kind of a weird giveaway um mm. but yeah so i had predicted um like at the beginning of the week i i thought that ozzy would shut down i said i don't think they'll be operating a month i think by the end of october they'll have shut down um and they bested that by <laughs> they shut down at the beginning of october <laughs> <laughs> So that's, it's interesting though, because like the Aussie website is still up and gives absolutely no indication that they've like quit publishing or anything. 
Um, Unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if it'll just get like taken offline because it, 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 apparently it sounded like they basically were running out of money and there was they were not going to, you know, they were having trouble raising money. They're going to get more money. <laughs> right. And then after this came out, there was like no way that they were going to get any more money. So like, yeah, it was basically like, well, wrap it up, you know, so. Yeah, it's just funny how our whole economy is fake it till you make it. It's right. all snake oil. It's all snake oil sales salesmen selling uh their their patented plan to become a successful snake oil salesman to other potential snake oil salesmen. Like, right. it's just middle managers making up well, shit was- and not doing anything's all the way down, and it's like. At some point, everyone's got to step back. I think people are starting to do it, to be honest. I think a lot of people are stepping back and being like, this whole thing of like, I've got to like build a brand and like advertise myself and market myself. And I've, I've got to basically like fake it till I make it and lie about everything, you know, because everyone else is and the truth doesn't really matter. It's all about razzle dazzle and impressing the right people like if everyone does that, then like you can't actually accomplish anything. And I think people are starting to realize that that's like a major reason the wheels are falling off everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just think that it was interesting for as like the audience that they claimed, like millions of people, like I have never seen an Aussie, like a piece of content from Aussie. <laughs> yeah. I've, it's I've never, never been like Aussie. retweeted into my feed. I've never sought one out. I've never been linked one. Like, no one was reading their stuff. <laughs> so just incredible. Look, look on my works, you mighty and despair. Speaking of despair, what's going on with Occupy Democrats? <laughs> Do you know? Have you seen this account? I it's have a very seen this account, account way more than I would have liked. And yeah, it's always from a certain kind of person. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is this is like. They're basically an example of what Aussie media was trying to successfully do. It's like yeah, it's sort of like engagement farming. Yeah. 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 And they're like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even like, though nobody really so, cares about the, the organization. Right. <laughs> so this is this is the template of an Occupy Democrats tweet. You start with breaking news in all caps or breaking, but it's always breaking. Breaking news. Um, Then you put in some piece of news, but you don't link to anything. So this latest one, breaking news. American Airlines announces that it will begin mandating all employees to get vaccinated against COVID or else be fired. And then you have the call to action, which is always retweet if you blah, blah, blah. So in this case, it's RT if you support American Airlines decisions. Then reply to that tweet, uh, again, by Democrats. If you're a Democrat who supports topic of tweet and are looking for the latest breaking news please rt and follow this account to be immediately notified when we tweet so i'm really not sure what they are attempting to achieve here because all this is is like context-free quote-unquote news so yeah yeah it's just a um it's just the dumbest crap like i don't know who's reading this uh, also with this you know but um well, and what's thing- weird is it's it's obviously like some sort of hack that they're trying to glom onto Occupy Wall Street. Like they're like, oh, that's a name people know. We'll call ourselves Occupy Dem. What are you occupying? 
right. you're, how are exactly. you occupying? No, like no, this, there's no this, organization that anyone knows about. It's like, this doesn't have any connection with the Occupy movement at all at this point, yeah. you know. And the reason that this bubbled up was because they had a, a tweet the other day that was like, breaking some landlord thing has said that they're, oh, a large Florida landlord announces he will begin requiring all new and existing tenants to provide proof of COVID vaccination, saying, you don't want to get vaccinated, you have to move, and if you don't, we will evict you. RT if you support the landlord's move. <laughs> Then another one breaking yes. Liz Cheney blast Trump says that a vote for her 2022 primary opponent who Trump endorsed is a vote for somebody who is willing to perpetuate the big lie and put allegiance to Trump above allegiance to the U.S. Constitution. RT, if you hope that Liz wins, I will note that this is a nominally Democrat account. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we stand Liz Cheney. We stand a Cheney guys. Right. I guess the thing is, they're actually like doing well because they're they were like number four for top performing link posts on facebook at the end of september um it's obvious that they don't have an ideology too because like for all these ones you can find ones where they're like going after like Kristen cinema they're just like pissed off and taking the like um the what's it what's it what, what's that voter diet what's that group of people the jimmy door weirdos the oh yeah you know uh like t taking those kinds of sides so it's like they're basically just trying to glom on to like whatever's getting the most interactions what's getting the attention. i think the thing is sort of how openly cynical is it is in that every single yeah. tweet follows the same template and there's like no i don't know it might as well just be like a bot account you know but, right yeah right Someone should make it. Has someone made an Occupy Democrats bot? Because it know. like really wouldn't be that hard yeah. to just feed everything they've already done. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's so uh, cookie cutter. Anyway, uh, I condemn this, and I hope that it gets banned. This is the sort of thing that like Twitter should ban, just because it's annoying. You know? Yeah, it doesn't really add to anything. It's stupid. It's just like spam. Yeah. Speaking of spam, it's Donald a vile Trump. Act is uh oh, this was fascinating to me a, a just a, a incredible report coming in that uh in a in a new book it claims that his aides would play his favorite show tunes to soothe his temper like mm -hmm. if he'd start getting mad they'd just like start playing uh memories <laughs> the yeah. the the person the the person was I... later identified as the nickname music man <laughs> I just liked to imagine what sort of show tunes Trump might be listening to. And I, know, I landed on Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. I was thinking like at first I was like uh, maybe like a classic, like My Fair Lady. Like mm -hmm. I can imagine Trump going around his palatial golden mansion singing like, all I want is a room somewhere far away from the cold night. Or like just totally unironically not mm -hmm. understanding. Um, or like obviously like he identifies with the music man, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, folks, we've got trouble right here in River City. Trouble with a capital T and that rhymes with P and P stands for pool. <laughs> and then obviously I was thinking, well, what it was more in the eighties, right? When he was really hitting his prime. Yeah. Right. Like when he was, when he was like going to every Broadway opening night 
And so I imagine him really like being into dream girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I put the lyrics in here that I was going to sing it, but you can't sing this song. It's too mm. good of a song. I was going to sing it in Trump voice, but just imagine for yourself him singing. I'm telling you, I'm not going. You're the best man I've ever known. You know, mm-hmm. that song. I'm not going to sing it. But uh, anyway. Very amusing. <laughs> amusing to just think to, about. Just, just thinking about Trump. It like getting all angry and being like, and then all of a sudden you just hear. (laughs) 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 And he just perks up and he just starts tapping his foot. Just obviously it's off feet. It's beautiful to me. Um, do you remember we talked about how Zillow is buying up homes? Yeah. 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 What happened with that? Uh, another article about that entitled, uh, price distorting iBuyers like Zillow hurt U.S. homeowners. Rivals say, uh, which is great. Um, yeah, uh, they make a seductive promise for a fee. They'll buy your home for cash, let you pick your move out date and help you avoid the irritating process of showing your home. Um, and I love to buy a home without ever having seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, someone says these are price distorting entities. Um, Zillow argues it wouldn't make sense to distort prices and said in a statement that its goal is to buy at market rate, then sell quickly at market rate. Well, of course, it's not doing that because they can and will like overpay to buy a house. Right. That they then and they're think just they holding. Flip. I mean. So There's I don't so know how like houses. I am supposed to buy a house when I'm like competing with a big corporation now. Like who? What? This is I don't know. I, I guess firmly... home ownership is just gonna go extinct because once Zillow figures out that it can rent these houses instead of selling them, like that's when they're gonna. That's when they're really gonna rake in the dough. I'm firmly of the opinion that uh, we've reached the point where it's like a more sound investment for you to just like wait, wait out the inevitable either revolution or civil war. Oh, like, or environmental catastrophe that destroys everything. Like I just wouldn't buy a house. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It seems like a bad time. Yeah. And it doesn't (laughs) seem like it's going to get any better. Like until, until the market crashes and like Zillow goes bankrupt with like a whole bunch of houses. Not to be a bummer, but I'm pretty sure it's all downhill. Well, I guess this is the only, (laughs) this is the only good thing is that like maybe in a few years, the economy will turn and then Zillow will have like a bunch of housing stock that it overpaid for. And now Uh it has to like get rid of them at bargain basement rates. And maybe, maybe I will be able to like succeed then. But, but I just feel like. I feel like that's kind of, you know, playing the lottery a little bit. I've sort of gotten the mindset right now where when I see these like monopolies happening, Mm -hmm. I see these like huge corporations like buying up all kinds of assets and tying up things in the economy. I just almost think, (laughs) good, yes, very nice. Please continue this. Accumulate everything. So that like the government can just easily seize everything. They, they go for it's just and one central shop. Yeah. Just like let Walmart take over everything. And then now the government seizes Walmart and it's all in you place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sure. 
go for it. Oh no, I got bonked. <laughs> I've been bonked, folks. Yep. The bonking has happened. Speaking of people who need to get bonked. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you had anything yes. more on that, but um when it comes to the seduction of women. No, I don't. There's there was there was a weird discussion on Twitter this week about like um you know, like how rich is, do you consider rich or whatever? And yeah. that somehow pivoted into discussion of like cost of living in like Manhattan or whatever. And so um, today we have this very good tweet. Um, it says, I know a guy who lives in a three bedroom apartment in Manhattan with his wife and kid. Here's an estimate of their monthly expenses. 18 K mortgage, 2 K HOA, 3 K property tax, 0.5 K parking, 16K 24-7 nanny, 5K food and entertainment, 2K travel, $46,500 a month, uh, $1,116,000 of pre-tax income per year. Now, predicting the uh, uh, you know outcry that this tweet would cause, replied to his own tweet, says, so on first glance, this looks totally extravagant, but it's not actually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. One could move cool, further cool. out and pay less. But if you want to live in Manhattan with a kid and have two working parents, you kind of need a three bedroom and 24 seven help, right? Of course, one could get out of NYC too. Living in America. <laughs> Just thinking of all the folks who live in Manhattan and don't have a three bedroom and 24 seven help and don't spend $2,000 a month on travel. And sixteen thousand dollars I mean, a month on a nanny. That that nanny is raking it in. Let me tell you, dude. Seriously, I know a lot of people who've been nannies for rich people in New York, and they're not making that much. So mm -hmm. you're paying two k less a month for your nanny than you are for your mortgage. Right. This is Th basically that seems wrong. So Osita Noanevu predicted this tweet because earlier this week he tweeted in response to like this whole like how rich is to you know are, are rich people um thing and he's yeah. like you know lots of people say that people are rich but consider that if you have a million dollars and then you spend a million dollars you have nothing much to think about <laughs> and that's basically this tweet <laughs> Pings. that's so good it's easy to remember <laughs> It's like, listen, they may have a lot of money, but they are very bad at budgeting and spend way too much of it. So who's to say if it's good or bad, really? Yeah, you're looking at income, not wealth, man. It, it, yeah, you know? it looks totally extravagant, but it's not actually. They don't even own their home. The bank owns their home. They're paying Just their imagining mortgage. spending $18,000 a month on a mortgage. Like, she's, yeah. That's just, <laughs> the, the box come out. Yeah. <laughs> $18,000 is, so is more than my yearly rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's um, that's no, no, that's a no good. Well, but here's People the other thing, People like too. this, capital L, capital T, must be stopped. <laughs> I hope he has a nice day. Here's yeah. the thing. The, the, the fact is that there are parts of Manhattan... Mm -hmm. And I, my understanding is it's all of Manhattan. I've never been to New York. I'm not a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about your stupid city. I don't give a crap about it, frankly. But hey, um, I'm naming here. <laughs> every New Yorker who's upset at me right now, please stop listening. I don't care. Go away. Do we have any New um, Yorkers that listen? Uh. I don't know. I don't know. If we do, I hope that they're listening right now as I'm saying yeah. this stuff. Uh, and I hope they're taking every offense. Um. So what was like, oh, I was gonna say like Manhattan is like built to be this like, yeah, it is supposed to be the expensive place for the expensive people to live 
right. and spend all their money so that they can live this cloistered I'm, life in their high rises. Like right. that's the whole point of Manhattan. So like, why are you complaining? Like, that's Which stupid. is why I think it's well, funny that this guy's like shrugging his shoulders. Like, well, if you want to live in Manhattan and it's like, there's really only like a couple reasons why you'd want to live in Manhattan. And like, number one is because you're rich, but like, I don't yeah. know personally, I can't imagine wanting to live in Manhattan. <laughs> no, ew. Ugh. no, yeah. it's like, no gross. Every time. No, Yuck. Yuck. No thanks. Yeah. Anyway. I'd rather live in New Jersey, to be to be frank. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've never been to New Jersey, but I'd rather live there. I know that. Yeah. Um oh the, the, I hit the wrong the, the, Wait! Whoop! I did it early. Whoop. You did. That that bonk, that bonk. Like I haven't even used the one that I thought was gonna get me mm. bonked, which is I've been saving this. It hasn't come up. This hasn't been a very like horny episode. There's not a lot of no, that's true. Not anything in here, but I wanted to use. I'm busting, Jerry. I'm busting. Guaranteed to get it. <laughs> um, speaking of busting, an oil the scenario uh, reminds me of this popular <laughs> meme. <laughs> Uh, Huntington Beach and uh, Newport Beach are getting closed because of a oil spill. Mm. An offshore production facility leaked 3,000 barrels of oil, which is about 126,000 gallons mm-hmm. on Saturday. Cool. So um, it's okay. Huntington Beach and Newport Beach aren't like probably some of the busiest, most used uh, beaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, f- oh, it's all flowing into the Bolsa Chica Ecological Reserve and the well, Huntington Beach good. wetlands. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The oil's good for that, right? Yeah. Birds and such. By early plants. Sunday morning, it had entered the Talbert marshlands. That's good. You really love oil in marshlands. It's it's cool because um, when you read this, uh, and then you think about remember last week when everyone was all mad. That mm-hmm. that uh somebody got published in was it in NPR or somewhere that, that saying that like hey maybe we ought to oh wait, wait it was like the New York Post no uh, it was it was the New Yorker the New Yorker the yeah New Yorker saying like an, hey maybe did an uh, interview with a guy who was like yeah so it's, we probably have a moral obligation to like destroy fossil fuel infrastructure and all the right wing people were like oh my god the New Yorker has published a terrorist yeah. Uh, like, so mm. maybe that guy's not wrong. Uh, yeah. looks like uh fossil fuel production's pretty bad. Screws yeah. a lot of people over. M- most of all, uh, everyone was gonna yeah, be there going are sort to the of air its, show. It's latent effects, which is you know increased CO two and global warming, but also sometimes it just has an immediate harmful effect, which is when you spill it everywhere. Yeah. Maybe we should just leave it where it is and not worry about it. Newport Beach Mayor Brad Avery reported to Foley that he saw dolphins swimming through the slick oil plumes as he headed back to shore oh, from good, Catalina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, we love that. Uh, no, nice. it's worth, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it to uh-huh. be able to have the freedom of my automobile. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. Eh? Speaking of mobility, I'm sorry. Oh. 
<laughs> I deserve some. You're bonk. getting bonked a lot today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very bonk worthy today. Why mm-hmm. now, Senator Tammy Duckworth <laughs> is uh, coming under fire from the Fox News yeah, because the right she hasn't wingers. paid property tax on her Illinois home since 2015. And you may you may stop and think what. You know, how, a typical corrupt politician. Um, but it turns out that Illinois has a provision that allows um, disabled U.S. military veterans to not owe property taxes. So, yeah, you may um, not recall that she is uh, paralyzed from the is yeah. it from the waist down. What I like, um, though, is that this Fox News article is like clearly trying to stoke outrage because the first like there's a se- section of it. The first section of it does not mention this at all. It just says. In fact, here's the first two paragraphs. U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth is among more than 27,000 homeowners in Cook County, Illinois, who don't pay a cent in property tax, according to a report. The reason? Duckworth and other zero-tax homeowners take advantage of various exemptions that the Illinois General Assembly has made possible over the years, as the Chicago Sometimes reported. Then further down the page, you get to, uh, she pays zero in property taxes because she is a disabled U.S. military veteran. So they bury that so that the first thing that you read is like, oh, my goodness, she's taking advantage of loopholes. And it's like, no, I I think this is probably okay. Like, I don't know. We could argue that maybe there should be like an income limitation above which, you know, you do pay some property tax. But like, I'm not that concerned. (laughs) It's just, to me, it's fun to watch because Fox News obviously publishes this dumb opinion, this this stupid thing that's just lame. But then the people fighting back against it are the, the MSNBC heads who are like, ha ha, actually, she was wounded in Iraq fighting right. the Republican war. If you remember, sir, but like it's, it's, it's hard it's like, to defend oh. because she owns two <laughs> homes, one of which is $1.3 million. So it's like, but uh. it's also tough to defend because, uh, the Iraq war was stupid and we shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like all of the people who I think are dumb are fighting and that's fun to watch. Well, Aaron, you know I'm I mean? afraid this is politics now. This is what politics is. <laughs> it's centrist Democrats fighting you, against you, fascist Republicans. <laughs> yeah, you want to focus on like improving people's lives, but what if we what if we did this instead? Because that's what <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, what so. if we what if we did a whole bunch of like vapid signaling about respecting troops and or uh, not being hypocrites about taxes? What if we just mm-hmm. did that? Yeah. And, you know, we have, because if anyone has not been living on a rock, they know that the biggest political news of this week is mm. Kristen Cinnabon. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Cinnabon. She's been all over the news this week uh, because um, she's being a big jerkwad who is holding up the progress of the spending bill. Um based on uh, a rationale of literally no one knows. No no one is sure what her deal is beyond that, like, she thinks that it's just too much money, which is ridiculous because her and Joe Manchin yeah. are, are both on this train of, like, three and a half trillion dollars is too much money. And then if you tally up the defense bills that they voted for, oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but that's for, that's for defense. That's right. for, for our army boys. 
Yeah, so so uh, I don't know. I guess Senator Kristen Cinema providing uh, representation for all the chaos bisexuals out there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She's just. I don't know. I feel like she gives bisexuals a bad name because, like, I feel like she's doesn't. She's not as representative of that as she is of the wine mom uh, caucus. Mm-hmm. Like that's really that's her true. Yeah, the yeah the wine mom caucus. That's true. Yeah. Well, because there <laughs> and there was this. Our Axios had this big article. Um, I saw that Senator Kristen Sinema's political allies have some free advice for anyone trying to bully the wine drinking triathlete into supporting President Biden's three and a half trillion dollar budget bill. She doesn't play by Washington's rules, and she's prepared to walk away. To which I say, like, walk away. Like, okay, I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Go for it. But I do love that she's basically like just this wine drunk, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very bizarre. She doesn't seem to have any ideology beyond just like, you know, opposing the Democrats like plans so that she can appear to be like a maverick or whatever. She looks and behaves like every piece of shit management level, uh, person who's like, tried to get me fired because I didn't call them doctor or did call them doctor. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's exactly what she's like. And, mm-hmm. and so like, it just triggers me because it's a very specific type of type of person. That I think we've all interacted with and we all like, it just makes our skin crawl. And you see that like, this is the person, this is the person that everything hangs on. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. They listen. I'm not making any endorsement if the to the NSA listening to this. I'm not making any endorsements. This is parody only. But like they killed JFK for less. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like why are they That's the big question is like obviously the Democrats want this to happen otherwise they would have stopped it because they have the power to stop something like this. They're yeah. not helpless at the hands of Kristen Cinema. Well, this Kristen is the Cinema thing. is a feature, not a bug. Yeah, like they 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 could do more to make her fall in line, but they won't because like enough people in the party secretly share, you know, her yeah. like open contempt for yeah all of the supposed priorities that they have. But yeah. I I think this is interesting from the Axios article. It says, for all her flash, Cinema rarely telegraphs her precise intentions, leaving political <laughs> adversaries guessing about her ultimate goals. It's like, what if she just doesn't have it like any? Like her 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 whole purpose is to obstruct. Like, because both the White House and like you know Democrats in Congress have been saying like we don't understand. Like she won't really negotiate or like counter propose anything. Like we don't understand what she wants from us. And she issued a statement that's like. Uh, didn't say any counter proposals, but did say that she had like you know communicated her expectations or whatever. So basically, sounds like she's saying like this is too expensive. And then when they come back and are like, well, what would you prefer? She's like, I don't know. This is just too she's expensive. Just like- yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like I almost think it would be better off if like the Democrats kicked Mansion and Cinema out of the party. And then oh, they yeah. could plausibly say, like, well, look, we don't have a Senate majority anymore, so we can't. Like, that's a more plausible explanation of why we can't pass these bills than, like, one of our members is being whiny and we can't make them fall in line or don't want to. Yeah, it's just weak. It's just a whole bunch of weak baby shit. I'm sick of, sick of looking at it. 
Well, and um, the, the other thing is all these, there's a lot of folks who are saying like, oh, well, you know, Kristen Cinema, she's from Arizona, which is like slightly right-leaning. So she has to, you know, behave this way um, in order to maintain her popularity and, you know, be voted in next time, which ignores the fact that Arizona has two Democratic senators, the other one of which is Mark Kelly, <laughs> who is much more popular than she is. So like, and she's opposing pop policies that are like broadly popular across the U.S. Like this is not just among Republicans vote, or Democrats. Vote for not. the stupid bill. Like it's a no-brainer, really. <laughs> it's not even that good of a. It's not even that much. It's like no. Nope. It's already yeah. weak and watered down slop. Like just it's a <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I think also it's not we, that much on a yearly basis, and like the money is fake anyway. It doesn't. We matter. should have known better than to elect anyone named Kristen for anything. No, well, especially spelled spelled be in that manner. You know, any power. I no, I don't even care how it's spelled. You spell it whatever. <laughs> no, Kirsten should be allowed to have any power. That's mm. my stand. If mm. elected, I will not empower any Kirstens. That's my promise. To no, you. no more Gen X wine moms. <laughs> Is that it? Is that, is that, did we do it? I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea.